0: Steve Vines. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, you know, taking the pills. Taking all is good. the pills. Well, what have we got today? We've got ATV, of course.
1: Yeah, and we've also got um, one of my favourite government officials. Oh, yeah. Which well, one? Which is in a packed With- field of, of people I greatly admire and, and uh, think are second to none. Um, I can't quite think of none to what. But <laughs> um, anyway, it's Matthew Jung, who, who, who apparently is the... Um, he's got one of those long titles, social welfare health and um nose picking um, whatever his department's called anyway, the point is they've they 've issued a new scheme, a new initiative a new initiative a new act initiative now. act now i I hope listeners are both of them are standing up <laughs> because it 's a new initiative, and this is an initiative to get um stay at home parents who who are other aka mothers uh, back into all the world these days all fathers. I, I know but Let's be Metro let, let, about, let, Let's be Metro, but he doesn't really mean it. He's just, just taking the what's it. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is that there, there is a new scheme, and like all government schemes, it will almost definitely be successful, or the other thing. And uh, we'll cast that to one side for a moment, because I'm all in favour of, of getting people back to work, I think. Jolly good thing. Um, Send but, them up but, the but in passing, he said, and this is where these, you know, the devil is in the detail... Because it reflects, and I'm sure he didn't mean it to reflect, the true state of thinking among people in the elite that he comes from. He said, of course, you know, what this scheme will... uh, There was a whole lot of patronising nonsense about how, you know, school children will learn to appreciate blah, blah, blah more. You know, the usual default nonsense that these people talk. But in the middle of this, he says, "And, and I think, you know, if we get this scheme, it will help to diffuse the people's hatred of the rich. Now... This is an extremely interesting statement because, uh, of course, it, you know, living in the cocoon that he lives in, he thinks that Hong Kong people hate the rich. He doesn't actually understand what it is that's hated. Actually, most Hong Kong people admire Yes, yeah, it's an
0: aspirational society, isn't
1: it? It's an aspirational society and they admire those who, through their talent, wit and hard work, have managed to make money. And because it's an immigrant society, there's lots of people here. Who who are determined to to head in that direction? Mm-hmm. What they hate, and of course this is people like Matthew Jones, is is the cronyism, are uh, the institutional blockages to advancement, to being able to attain that sort of wealth, and and the kind of. Um, way in which those Ventilous. who are yeah well yes that those who are at the top of the tree mm-hmm. firmly block the ladder to make sure that nobody else can climb up. I mean the, the inequalities in Hong Kong society I'm sorry to drone on about this, but they have in fact increased. This is this is what we call a factual fact. Secondly, the opportunities for uh, people who come from very poor backgrounds in Hong Kong to suddenly emerge as the next Li Cushing or whoever. Are almost non-existent. In fact, I'm I'm struggling to think of a single person from a modest background who, in recent years, has made any real impact on the business world in Hong Kong.
0: When, in fact, a lot of the older guys who are really stinking rich, they did just that. But it's a different yes, society. it's a isn't different it?
1: society, and they, of course, are now the people in the new elite, which. Mr. Joeing is a member of, but he, he, he's just, you know, he's just the bookkeeper to the elite. He's not actually a real member of it. But, you know, they, they, they do the shoelicking for their bosses. Um, or there's another word for that, which apparently we're not supposed to use on radio. Um, but the fact of the matter is that they, um, those people... Who, who, who really did graft and got there by their own hard work and talent, mm-hmm. now, of course, have spread the net very widely among their eldest sons for succession. So, you know, it's not as though those companies are going to spawn new entrepreneurial talent that we haven't heard of. Mm. It will spawn controlled by the sons in some very rare cases where things have gone terribly wrong, the daughters may take over. That's when they, you know, when they spread the net really widely, including the girls as well. Gosh, That's whatever sick. next. Um, but, you know, if you're outside this, the circle, you, you're not going to get in. This is what people hate. They don't hate the rich per se, but he doesn't get that. And it's interesting that he says this in public and he just doesn't get it. And most of them don't get it because what they really don't understand and this is why they don't understand the protest movement, they don't understand all of this stuff, is that precisely because Hong Kong is an immigrant society, but is what I would describe as a mature immigrant society, it's the sons and daughters and the grandchildren of the original immigrants to Hmm. Hong Kong who have now said to themselves, look, we're not just here for ourselves and our families, we're now part of a community, we want to do something for that community. This is what spawns political activism. And in any immigrant society, and I happen to know something about this, where you have a third generation of immigrants, it's that generation that tends to get involved in politics and social movements, in part to pay back, because they're aware of where their grandparents and their parents came from, and in part because, you know, they have an acute realisation of how close they were to the poverty that drove their parents and grandparents to immigrate in the first place, or the political persecution, all the racial persecution, all these reasons that, 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 that provoke people, encourage people to immigrate. Mm. I've just got a
0: comment here from Scott. He says, they like the deserving rich. They hate oligarchy.
1: Yes. I, I mean, that's, yes. Well, that, that sums it up very succinctly. I'm, I'm just wondering about the word deserving rich. I know but, I was going to say that. Yeah. But <laughs> I know, I know what he's saying. I mean, nice you know, rich, really, like, nice rich. Yeah, people. well, you know, I mean, if 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 someone has sat in his back shed, come up with a great idea and worked like stink to to, to turn it into a few million bucks, I'd say good luck on you, mate. Absolutely. And, and, and hopefully, there's a few more people in that shed who can extract some money from it. Take it back to where you
0: started. Well, th- very random comment. boying Hello. Uh, the thing about getting women into the workforce yes. how does that how does that link with uh, this
1: uh, well he, he was just saying that that it, it's interesting that all of these schemes that they have for so-called improving the livelihood are really directed and he actually said this directed at getting people off the streets yeah they think if you dangle you know chuck them some cash dangle you know a 10 dollar note out the window all of those people who've been interested in Society and in the democracy movement and in housing movements and in other movements will say, "Oh, how silly we are let 's go and take the ten dollars and put away our banners and go away yeah that is
0: not going to happen yeah. matthew i 've got oh, one here that 's my tip i 've got one here from JR. he says Jimmy liar's done well, and uh, you know he 's still first generation, of course, there are people
1: no, 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 my point is it is the first yeah. generation who 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 have created you know, by their own efforts. I mean, nobody's suggested... And look what's happened to Jimmy. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, he is unusual in, in being a first-generation entrepreneur and political activist. That That is actually unusual. But, I mean, it, it's people like him who, you know, he's another person born on the mainland who came over here with literally nothing in his back pocket yeah. and is now a very wealthy man. And, um... As I say, I have a lot of respect for those people because it didn't come from nothing. It didn't come from, you know, getting up in the morning and saying, Daddy, can you please give me three million bucks to start a little company? Oh, I don't know, make it ten million. Oh, OK, make it a hundred million. It didn't come from that. It came from doing doing the business.
0: So what you're getting at really is... And there seems to be a, an air of people are,
1: people are worried about collusion and corruption. Yes, and they think, and they're not wrong, that that the opportunities... That existed before have somehow evaporated. They think that the institutional barriers to an ordinary person breaking out of the, the public housing estate or wherever and into into the lush lands are diminishing. And what they see is doors just being closed all around them. Yeah. That's what they don't like. And mm. you know, it's, it's staggering that somebody who describes himself as the uh, health and social welfare or whatever he's called That's secretary. That's it, I think. Yeah. Yeah doesn't get it, just doesn't get it. He thinks that, they, that, 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 that the bulk of the population despise wealth. Well, you know, this is just nonsense. It really is. You can see this in everyday life. You
0: walk round places like Soho or wherever, early in the morning, all the deliveries are there, all the bread, all the stuff, it's all on the street. Nobody nicks it. Yes all the uh, nice flower arrangements. People, Nobody yes. trashes aren't, them. Aren't like that.
1: I mean, you know, in 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 if you have, uh, it's a quite interesting comparison here. If you have a posh car in somewhere like You've Britain, got a posh car. I, uh, I speak personally. No, but if you have a posh car in somewhere like Britain, it is quite likely that it will be vandalized. It's true. <laughs> you know, they say, Britain. oh, you know, I mean, you know, I have this problem all the time: where to park the Rolls Royce? God, you have no idea all the right. suffering that goes into that, uh, and. It is because a lot of people don't like rich git, so they see a Rolls Royce and say... I've got a coin Break here, fluid. I'm, <laughs> going to, I'm going to make a little scratch which goes all the way along the side of it. And this is a very common thing. You don't get that in Hong Kong. People here go, oh, that's a nice car, I hope I could get one of those. That's true. It's a different, it's a different mindset. That's true.
0: And talking about, no, let's not, let's to a totally different topic. Yes. What's going
1: on at ATV there? Oh, possibly. Are possibly going
0: to maybe think about yes. possibly
1: revoking these cars. I, and- I think that, that um, the government has acted very decisively... With ATV because they 've said that definitely maybe almost certainly well it, you know any day now um, the fact that ATV is in controversial uh, contravention actually is the word we 're looking Even. for here of 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 labor regulations, very, very bad, and we think it 's very very bad i 'm speaking on behalf of the government now, as you understand, uh, which I normally do um, they now apparently haven 't paid some of their license fees that they need just to operate the station, very, very bad. Um, and we will definitely, and you know, make no mistake about this. Um, uh, and um, yeah, um, well, oh gosh, the weather's nice today, isn't it? You know, I mean, this is this is this is a long-running farce. Anybody who can read and write, and of course I exclude members of the government from that, knows ATV is a dead duck. It's finished. It's it's gone. But it has historically and currently. Very impressive in terms of the government political backing, it has people who they like very much, who are very much liked in the mainland. So even though it if you were let me put it to you this way, if you're running a corner shop in Hong Kong and you hadn't played your employees, you'd be in court. That's what that's exactly right. You'd be in court. No, no, let's not F around with this. This is what would happen. And rightly so, in my view, because, you know, if you don't obey the law, there's no point in having laws. If you don't enforce the law, you undermine it. And what they keep saying, they being the government is, you know, let's let's all do uniform tutting. So they're all going And somebody says, But hang about, hang about. Why haven't you launched any prosecutions? And they're going, Oh gosh, yes, that's that's yes, this we may well be doing
0: that. Well, it's an interesting thing here. You say they're favoured upstairs. Well,
1: all these guys seem to have headed for the hilt. Well, they... Because they if they're that
0: favoured, somebody could write a cheque. Well,
1: I mean, you know, I mean, even, even the big boys in Beijing know the reality that, you know, throwing money away is called throwing money away. So, of course, what this raises is the bigger issues of the licensing system for free-to-air television broadcasts, which clearly is not fit for purpose. Yeah. I mean, they've issued a licence to ATV that can't fulfil it. They've issued a licence to Wharf Cable. Have you seen their free-to-air TV Actually, station? Yeah. No, it doesn't exist. They've issued another licence to PCCW. Have you seen their free-to-air television? doesn't exist. They haven't issued a licence to, to Hong Kong TV. And, oh, that does exist, but it's on the internet. Yeah. So, you know, you have a system here which is so not fit for purpose, it's hard to elaborate on all the reasons because there are just too many of them. There is a train of thought that people's viewing habits are
0: going more towards dip in and out, selective, yeah. internet, etc., etc., and, so and, 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 and terrestrial people, TV. I
1: don't know. People are saying it's kind of had its day with well, the young people. it... it I, I don't think there's any doubt that, that people want to watch programs when they want to watch them. They don't want to watch them when they happen to be broadcast, and I, I understand that fully. So on-demand, um, downloading from the net, all this stuff yeah. is obviously what's going to happen. But there is still, <coughs> in Hong Kong and elsewhere, in the world. there's still a very big market yeah. for um, free-to-air terrestrial television. And if, while it exists, and while the government insists on controlling it, because it is in Hong Kong, you know, the very free enterprise community, blah, 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 freest
0: freest, Freest economy
1: in in Hong Kong. Um, um, In that system, we might talk about that later, in that system, um, there are controls on who can provide this service and who can't. And they seem to be, and you don't need to be a genius to work this out, like everything else becoming wholly politicised. I mean, why wasn't Ricky Wong given a license? I was going to
0: say, do we bring him into this? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's not because he's some raving radical. It's because he isn't as close to the chosen few of the elite as the people who run Wharf, as the people who run PCCW. So, you know, when the government says, oh, we must, must, uh, you know, crack down on politicisation, well... I'd like to see some signs of that happening actually.
0: Yeah. Let's give the journals a little bit of a mention here because they've been criticized for dancing around and borrowing and you know, you're owed the money, why borrow from the thing is if if you're um, um, a sort of medium to maybe not so medium, well paid journalist. You are going to hang out for that check because you're owed that money. So yes. you'll do whatever it takes to yeah. pay your
1: rent. Yeah. I, I I don't criticise. Well, not only journalists. I mean, other people working people for the in station. the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, they they are the victims. They're not the cause of this problem.
0: We'll be back after the news. If you want to get in touch with Steve, it's Morning Brew at rthk. Vines part two. <laughs> yeah. What? No, I'm just waiting for the song to finish. Oh, Oh, very good. Uh, in the news yesterday, certainly from our side, it said the ICAC has completed its investigation into former chief executive Donald Jung. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Next. I mean, that's that's very interesting, and it sort of follows on from what we were talking about before the break for the listener who was there before the break. The other one's gone. The other one's gone. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, the fact is that here is another illustration of how the rule of law is being subverted in Hong Kong by... Foreign influences. People, well, for foreign influences, we know, but also by the people who are actually responsible for the rule of law. Because if Donald Jung was the average Joe in the street and he was alleged to have broken the law, I don't think, and I'm just guessing here, it would have taken three years... so? three years to launch an investigation and decide whether in fact any law had been broken, if a law had been broken, which one? Now there's two aspects to this, there always are two aspects but we could say three but let's look at it from Donald Jung's side if indeed he hasn't broken any law mm-hmm. and there is no um, no case for him to answer, it seems completely onerous to have the accusation hanging over you for three years That's true. without, you know uh, just saying, whoa, well, maybe, maybe this, maybe that. I mean, that in itself undermines the rule of law because my view is you either put up or shut up. Yeah. But if indeed there is a problem, i.e., a law has been broken, that he has accepted advantages, which is the accusation. His um, fancy that, rides
0: and stuff, wasn't know, it? the, fact, him, the yeah.
1: fact that he was known as greedy junk, uh, maybe a giveaway. But but you know, he is he's alleged to have cosy up to various tycoons and taken little gift debts from them. I think in in the great order of things, these sums of money are not nothing like, uh, you know, the fifty million that that the current chief executive got from an Australian company, but he doesn't have to disclose different because budget. It's a different budget, and because his friends in Edgeco vetoed an investigation into it, so that's all right. Phew, that was, was cool. Worried. It was
0: before before he took the job. <laughs> yes, oh, that's all right. Yeah, that, you can be bent as a civvy.
1: Yes, I mean he was he was. Um, He was actually a government official because he was on the executive council. But never mind. Different budget. He was the chairman of it. But only a pedant would would, would get into this sort of detail. So so we're back, back with the Don. And he, as everybody knows, has kept an extremely low profile emerging only, incident, interestingly, to, to provide a character witness for Raphael Hoy. Well, I was going to say and they've
0: got it, their appetite wetted over that, so well,
1: maybe... Well, maybe, but, I mean, here again, I mean, that trial was hardly conducted in a speedy fashion and lots of uh, um, people say, hmm, if anybody else had been in that situation, I think uh, things would have been um, conducted with slightly more uh, efficiency. Anyway, here we have this long-standing investigation... And they are still. They're now saying, "Oh, we've completed it," but um, uh, um, uh, the like Mad Hatter's we will, tea party, um, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, but almost definitely, but not sure. But you know, soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to tell you soon what what the outcome of all of this is. All I'm saying is is that the credibility of any legal system, of any system of rule of law. Is, is the sense that there is some equality in applying the same rules to everyone oh, silly. and you know I know I'm laughing and and you know let's not single out Hong Kong this doesn't it isn't exclusive to Hong Kong that this happens even in very big systems um, like the United States justice system it is a fact that if you've got a lot of money you can make it work far more to your benefit than if you don't I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not revealing anything very dramatic here that, that everybody and their dog doesn't know but I mean what is different here is that we're talking about public officials, not simply people with money. I mean, in the great order of things, Donald Jung isn't... He's not in the super-rich class. He's certainly not in the super-poor class. But it's because of this, 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 this nexus of political power intervention from Beijing. And that brings us to the next question is the progress of this case actually being dictated from the North? Have they referred these papers to the comrades and said, so, you know, comrades, can, can, we, can we do something with this? Should we do something with this? Do you want something done with this? If that is happening, and we don't know that for a fact, but if that is happening, the suspicion is that that is happening. Really, rule of law in Hong Kong is in dire, dire um, straits because mm. you know that in the Chinese system, Rule of law means if the state decides to prosecute, you're guilty. Oh, and then they'll have a trial just to confirm that. So, you know, if you want that sort of thing here, uh, go ahead. Don't think that Hong Kong could be the international centre, blah, 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 that it is. But if you want serious consideration of retaining the credibility of the system, you know, part of that credibility is, is retained by at least a semblance of equality, even if the, the reality isn't like that.
0: Yeah, I've got a little comment here from one of our listeners, John, who I think we're going to have to ban because he's being a bit tongue in cheek. Oh, is he? Actually, he says this probably has more to do with Beijing's internal fights. Donald was Jiang Zemin's faction, the current uh, CE is Xi Jinping's, and funny enough, Henry was whose? So he may be breathing a sigh of relief that he actually didn't get elected. I reckon so too.
1: Yeah, ah, oh, Henry, how we miss him. I um, mean, you know... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that that assumes that he's bright enough to realise that uh, it wasn't such a good idea. I mean, uh, Henry Tang, goodness me. <laughs> People have even said that was a huge stitch-up. Well, it may well have been. It may well have been. And, uh, you know, of course, fortunately, Hong Kong took the right decision and 689, Mr Leung Chung Ying, is now in charge. And, goodness, he's, he certainly showed that the current election system works well, his popularity, his charm, his presence his reassuring hand on the tiller. I okay, get you, had me, you had me on hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get sarcastic emails. But honestly, I mean, you know, the, the thing is degenerating into farce and people are asking the obvious questions, you know. Is there a problem? If not, why don't we? If, if not, why don't we Told there isn't one? If yeah. there is, ain't it about time you, you fessed up and said, look, this man's had his hand
0: in the till. Mm. The whole thing about Donald Jung's really interesting case in point, because even if he did do nothing wrong, there's an immediate mistrust from the public here everything that happens we don't trust you that yes. is
1: reparable. Yes. well I think I mean there is a worldwide mistrust of politicians but of course <laughs> in other parts of the world um, you have a means of getting rid of them here you don't yeah. you, you just replace one person you don't trust with another person you don't trust and does it lead to cynicism? Yes. Does it lead to anger? Yes. Does it lead to people pouring out on the streets? Yes. So you don't have to be theoretical about what the consequences of all of this are. They're there for you to see.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know, they, they're, they're, they're merrily planning to, to have a rigged election for the next chief executive. And they're saying to the Democrats, if you don't vote for this rigged election, you're going to be very bad and you'll have stopped progress. I, I'm just flabbergasted as would to you what do progress... If, that's a very interesting point.
0: What would you do if you were one of these guys? Yes, it will stop progress in some ways, but would you stand totally by your convictions and say, no, we're, we're, we're not going well, to entertain think,
1: this? I think, fortunately, and I put that in inverted commas for the Democrats, their job has been made easier because there are many ways in which um, the very harsh decisions which were taken in Beijing about Hong Kong's democratic future... We'll set aside the fact that in the basic law they're supposed to be taken in Hong Kong, but never mind. Um, those very harsh decisions are so unflinching that it's not really difficult to decide whether you're going to block the, the the very, very timid steps towards universal suffrage. Because if you have universal suffrage, but there's no popular way of choosing the candidates, it's wow. just it's just... You know, you don't really have to think about it. It's just not worth the paper it's not printed on. There may be, though, because Ronnie's been saying, well,
0: this one might work if we don't... Well,
1: you're talking about Ronnie Tong, and, you know, God bless him, but, you know, he's suggesting all sorts of things. One thing you can be certain of, none of those suggestions are going to be taken up.